whole point is, is that like sales is what we do. And a lot of people are like, I don't like sales. I'm not in sales. But I'm like, but you do that. Whether you like it or not, we just talked about it. Dating is inherently sales in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Getting your promotion is a sale. Mm -hmm. Getting your job is a sale, right? If you're negotiating at the car lot, you're selling that person to get a lower price. Even if you go to the hotel. I mean, I always tell people, if you ask for the upgrade, like 75% of the time you get the upgrade. Yeah. That is selling someone to give you an upgrade that like they didn't give you in the first place. Mm -hmm. So we're always selling in some way. And when you think about selling, what is selling? Selling and sales, in my eyes, is a puzzle, hmm. right? And I'm going to break that down. And what we have to do is we have to moderate, modernize sales to realize that it's solving problems and helping people. Hey, what's up, everyone? So I'm going to release an episode I recorded earlier this year with uh, the infamous Morgan J. Ingram. He's a thought leader. He's a B2B influencer and just a guy who's been uh, at the top of sales, man. I mean, he's a younger young guy, but I think he really has his hand on the pulse of where sales is headed. So we talk about the future of sales. We talk about B2B influencing and how that's evolving, as well as just how the whole dating scene really mirrors uh, the whole sales process. So just a fun conversation. Hopefully you guys love it as much as I did recording it. Uh, go check out his newsletter called The Commish. Links are in the actual show notes. With that being said, this is part one of part two with Morgan Ingram. All right, let's get into it. I'm really excited to have a returning guest. We first linked up it's 2019, my guess. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> but it's, it was a while ago, but man, I feel like you, you went through at least four or five evolutions yeah. since then. You know, I mean, you've been traveling like a madman. I saw you over in Australia, bouncing all around the U.S., training up sales teams. And now this path that you're on now is really interesting to me. I feel like you're at the forefront of B2B influencer marketing. Mm. Um, and the space is just, I feel like it's just beginning. Like people are just understanding yeah. the, the actual need for it. So. Man, Morgan J. Ingram, welcome back onto the podcast, brother. Yeah, man, happy to be here. Happy to be here, bro. So, can we just talk about this whole dating scene for a second before we even get into all this? <laughs> because, like, before we even get into all the goodness, <laughs> everything that's happening in this space, bro. I've been married thirteen years. So I'm clueless of what's yeah. happening outside. I watched some clips, but even then, when people bring me in on different relation talks, I'm like, I don't know where does you guys are talking about. So, yeah, tell me what's happening in Atlanta right now from a dating standpoint, because your vetting process. I was like, hold up, bro, we got to press record. <laughs> Because I think there's some brothers and people that should he just hear this outside. So yeah. talk about it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, I mean, everyone's going to go about dating differently before yeah. I go into this, you know, and I see things in a certain way. Yeah. But I think one of the things is that but before you even go into any dating or what are you trying to do, and I'm not a dating expert, by the way. So let, let's not be like, I'm, more, I'm not a relationship expert, I'm just trying to give some context. You have to understand, like, what energy do I want to carry around with me? Hmm. That's the first question you have to ask yourself. And you also should be like, what are a couple things that someone does text or whatever, or whatever it may be before I even go on this date? A lot of people don't do it because they're just like, okay, girl's attractive. She looks cool. Whatever. Let's go. I'm like, no, like I actually like do a lot of understanding of like, where is this person at? So I'll do like voice notes. I might even do a call before I go on the date, because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to spend X amount of time with this person. Mm -hmm. But that's because I, I think everything in literally like hour, two hour, 45 minute intervals. Hmm. Like, okay, like I'm about, if you go on a date, right? It's gonna be probably like one to three hours of your time. And like, as a business owner, I'm like, okay, I could legitimately be doing a lot for three hours. So if I'm gonna spend right. this time, how am I gonna spend that time? Why am I going out to do this? And like, what is the purpose there? 
right? But a lot of people are just like, oh, I just want to go out because it's, it's great and because of the cloud and stuff like that. But it's like, well, that's cool on the outward appearance, but what do you, what's the inward approach? Yeah. How does it actually look for you and your energy? And I don't think people think about that before they go on a date. Yeah. A lot of this just sounds like some really good sales strategy as well. Yes. I mean, I mean, you're being like, I, 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 a little bit, a little bit. I could literally hear, like, hey, we're going to just do some voice notes, seat it, make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. Man, when you, when you find the right energy, how do you kind of know to kind of double down and do the second and third date? That's, I guess that's where I'm at yeah. right now. Because like the first one, okay, you can kind of tell if they're coming right at you, like, boom. Yeah. They're, and they're coming with the wrong energy. But like, how do you say, all right, this is worth another second, third, fourth investment. You need, so you, so the thing is like, I think with everybody is that, and I've seen this in, across the relationships I've had in the past mm -hmm. is that asking certain questions earlier on and typically it, it, and the, also the sales thing, like I was like, oh, Morgan's doing sales. I was like, well, sales is life. So like, that's just sales the way it works. Life. But like, I'm asking certain questions yeah. to figure out, are they breaching a non-negotiable? Yeah. Dang. Like that, like I, and I have a couple of them. So it's like, I ask certain questions yeah. and they answer a certain way. I'm not, I'm not leaving the date, but I'm like, okay, this probably won't continue for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask those questions earlier on. Now I'm not asking, you, know, you don't have to ask like the hardest questions because mm -hmm. you progress into that each date. But there's certain questions I'm asking in the beginning. Like, okay, I just need to know the answer because like, if I'm going to go second, third, fourth, I have to know what those look like across the board. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's how I'm able to vet that energy, how someone approached the conversation, what they're looking to do, et cetera, right? Those are, those are key elements. Well, like how are these people adding or taking away from your mm -hmm. life? And it's good yeah. to start asking those questions to people that are around you. So let, let me get one or two, bro. Uh, qu the questions or the non-negotiables or like? Questions, bro. <laughs> That's a bunch of questions for yeah. the audience to be like, hey man, there's something here that maybe I should be asking some people around me. Yeah, okay. So this, this one, this one's critical. Mm -hmm. I ask, what is your group of friends like? How would you describe them? Open Most people don't ask this question. Now, some are like, why, why does that question matter? Well, it matters because if they're like, oh, my friends are crazy. They do all this stuff. They're wild. That means you're probably wild. You're probably the wildest. <laughs> you're probably the wildest. Your friends, it's a cliche quote, but it's so true. It's like who you surround with, the five who you surround with is like, that's the reflection of you. So if you're like, oh, they're wild, they're crazy, they're out here, they're doing wild. I'm like, probably you in some sense. Mm -hmm. Now you could be the calm one, you could be that person, but like, it's just setting a precedent on what, what you're about. Yeah. Now, if your friends are like, hey, we're like all business oriented, maybe they're entrepreneurs, like we travel, we have a lot of things that we have going on. Okay, you have a very strong circle. So if I were to meet your friends, mm -hmm. right, I would most likely get along with them because at some point I'm going to meet them, sure. right? I'm going to be able to be around them. So it's like, I want to know, like, what is the vibe, the energy, right, that I'm going into, right? So that that's like number one. Now, the second thing that I that I talk about is, and I say, and I say this intentionally to see like where they go with it. Yeah. I say, what is your spiritual foundation? Hmm. That can go in a lot of directions. Yeah. Because they could go crazy with it. They could be like, well, um, I do. I'm not. I'm not knocking them. I do crystals mm -hmm. in the back, and I do what? Okay, like that's cool. But I'm just like now you know what they're on, mm -hmm. right? Or they could be like, you know what? Like I believe in this, and I manifest this way. Okay, I'm a Christian. Okay, I'm looking for a certain route. Like I'm looking. Okay, like you have to have some type of Christian spiritual background. Like that's what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. right? Because I want to be going in that path. Yep. But I just want to see what they say. Mm -hmm. I have no knock on anyone wherever they want to go. It's just what is the compatibility going to look like moving forward. Because that's a not, like, it's not going to work long-term if like we don't have those things. Those values. Yeah, those yeah. values, right? And ultimately, what you just said is like what I'm looking for is are our values aligned? And also as well, 
are there other ways that we'll have alignment? Because you could you could love somebody, but you could not be aligned. And then that's what leads to the dissension of the of the relationship. Because people change over time. So if we don't have values that we stand on, the building can fall. People are constantly changing. Yeah. And, and you know, the values should remain though. But man, asking people about their values is something that I think that in today's time, we've gotten away from. Yeah. I mean, the values aren't even that present in a lot of businesses the way they used to be. Oh, no. I mean, that's a whole different Come conversation. On, that's a whole different it's, conversation. But it's just factual. But think about it this way, yeah. right? So we can talk about the Atlanta scene. Most people, I'm not going to say everyone because that's absolute. Most people mm -hmm. don't date for themselves. Hmm. They date for other people. And so what I mean by that is most people are like, I'm going to go on a date and go get this hot girl. I'm not knocking you like, yo, like, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to go get this hot girl so I can go show her on Instagram on my travels and I can go out with her so I can show that I'm the guy. Yeah. Which which is an insecurity gap. Yes. Anyone, I don't care what you, that's an insecurity gap. Yep. Like I need this woman to validate that I know what I'm talking about or I have a certain stature. Yeah. I'm not knocking you doing that. I'm just saying that like that, but you have to acknowledge that and be, you have to hold, you have to hold, you hold yourself to that. Like, that's right. yeah, this is what I'm doing. That's right. So a lot of people date and they throw out values to increase their social capital and clout. But in the long run, that might put you in the wrong spot. And that changes the conversation. They're not playing the whole marathon mindset with it. I don't yeah. Know, yeah, bro, when you talk about how people are forming relationships. Yeah. And this is like, now we're outside of like dating and romance. This is business relationships. Yeah. And me and Zay always talk about, well, I don't know, he's, I feel like preaching a lot about how <laughs> business relationships are like, dude, um, you're also like a straight big into hip hop. Yeah. Bro. Big tragedy here in Atlanta, man. It's, yeah. it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear about the guy from Migos take off, right? Take off. Yeah. And, I mean, man. I, but um, I love what you and Katie were talking about with sales and hip hop, bro. Yeah. You guys had a great piece about how sales is like going through this, you know, process that really needs to be like a brand new facelift. Yeah. And I think it's kind of spurred you to kind of find this brand new path as well. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But I mean, like, talk about where you think sales is right now, and and even how the image maybe needs to be pushed forward kind of how hip-hop kind of relates to that as well, man, because I think yeah. you and Katie did a great job breaking that up. Yeah, I mean, like, rest in peace, takeoff. Uh, first and foremost, like, that was, uh, I saw that when I woke up, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Because, like, I've never met him. I've only heard. He doesn't, he doesn't really, he doesn't do anything, right? He's just in the middle, he's just like in the back of the room, chilling. Mm -hmm. He spits bars, and he's like, I'm cooling. Like, mm -hmm. you never hear him, like, doing crazy stuff. That's true. Right? And, like, Offset and Quavo are doing their thing, but, like, yeah. Takeoff was just, like, chilling. Yeah. Right? Minding his own business. Yeah. And to lose your life over a dice game, it's, like, we've gotten to these, like, antics, I believe, where we have to prove a point. Mm -hmm. But, like, you can prove your point in other ways. You yeah. It takes someone's life because of that. Especially, like, he's on 28. You know? Young dude. A young dude, right? He's got tons of wisdom and insight he could have continuously put on so mm -hmm. i just think of that in that perspective is that rap can change in a lot of different ways but in sales to answer your question a lot of it is very traditional uh if you think about the movies you see i mean the movie's hilarious wolf of wall street yeah right? yeah <laughs> That movie's crazy. Crazy. That's a yeah. crazy movie. Yeah. Um, you got Boiler Room, yes. right? You have all these different sales movies that portray sales back in the day, but also portray sales in a bad way. The worst life. Terrible. Yeah. And I always tell people the best sales movies are Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. Well, I mean, like one of the best sales movies you can watch, right? That's what it looks Tommy like. Tommy Boy. 
If you really deep, deep, you're like, that's a really good, if you think about it, it's actually a really, phenomenal. it's actually a really good sales movie. Great sales movie. Right? I mean, I, I put the founder in there. The founder, yeah, I, I put the founder. Yeah, yeah. Founder yeah. is great. If you haven't seen that one, mm -hmm. definitely check it I out. That's on my top, actually, if you want to see real, what real sales work looks like. But yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the McDonald's founder. If you have y'all, who's the founder? It's the McDonald's founder. Really, that's a really, really job. But the whole point is, is that like sales is what we do. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like sales. I'm not in sales. But I'm like, but you do that. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, we just talked about it. Dating is inherently sales in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You getting your promotion is a sale. Mm -hmm. Getting your job is a sale, right? If you're negotiating at the car lot, you're selling that person to get a lower price. Even if you go to the hotel. I mean, I always tell people, if you ask for the upgrade, like 75% of the time you get the upgrade. Yeah. That is selling someone to give you an upgrade that like, they didn't give you in the first place. Mm -hmm. So we're always selling in some way. And when you think about selling, what is selling? Selling and sales, in my eyes, is a puzzle, hmm. right? And I'm going to break that down. And what we have to do is we have to moder modernize sales to realize that it's solving problems and helping people. And that's ultimately what it is. Now, most people get it because of the money, right? Sure. I get that. But once you realize it's just truly solving problems and showing people what the future state is, mm -hmm. that's what it is. So when you do a puzzle, where do you start? Huh, the corners. Every single time. Yep. No, no debate on that. Nah. Yeah. So sales, yeah. sales, sales, at, at the end of the day, like it doesn't inherently change. It's black and white. It's mm -hmm. like you find someone, you run discovery, you figure out if there's a problem, you say, here's the solution. They agree that you want to move forward. You might negotiate about price and you close it. Like at the bare bones. Like I know obviously there's more to it, but like that's the cornerstone, right? Yeah. We have a problem. We have a solution. Future state, we're going to help you. Yeah. So when you think of sales, it's black and white. You always start with the corners, right? You always start with like, okay, here, here, and here, and here. Like doesn't really change. Who any person you talk to, like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Now how you go about that is different. You got all these different methodologies. You got Sandler training. You got Miller Hyman. You got question-based selling, which a lot of my stuff's based off question-based selling. Like you got like GB sales training, which I was in. You got gap selling. You got a lot, right? Yeah. And they have different ways to get to the conclusion of the sell. But at the end of the day, when you finish the puzzle, it doesn't matter how you did it. You finish the puzzle. Right. It doesn't matter how you get the sell. You still close the deal. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that like sales is like a puzzle because we're always identifying new ways to go about it. But we've gone about it the wrong way. We've tried to wedge in puzzle pieces that shouldn't be there. And we end up with a mess. And which leads to aggressiveness. People think that, oh, you're shady. Yeah. Like, no, sales, when done right, as we always would say back in my old organization, when it's done right, it's the best profession. When it's done wrong, it's the worst. So when you think about like, okay, how do we actually get good at this? It's taking the time to truly understand, I need to care about the problems I'm solving the potential customers that I'm serving and focus on this on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's when everything starts changing. And that's what we have to start changing on that narrative. Instead of being an aggressive, annoying, et cetera, we have to really care about what we're doing. hundred percent. I think that one of the biggest challenges is just that of getting people to give a damn about what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, cause people get into it and the money draws them, right? Yeah. It's the superficial, I and mean, don't get me wrong. You know, people need money. We all, I'm all a big fan of it, right? I've been selling stuff yeah. for like 13 years old, but, and money's a big driver. I act like that's not a piece of it. With that, I mean, really finding areas that, that you care about because, man, where we're going with it is getting really washed out, man. Yeah. You look at these different technologies that are coming in, bots that are able to kind of do a lot of this bland stuff. Yeah. 
I mean, um, I don't know how people are going to be able to sell in the future if you don't really care about what you're up to and really, and really like go beyond just the, you know, I got to make this, I have to get this deal done. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about that whole narrative changing, because the whole Hollywood the way that they present sales is, you know, <laughs> yeah. people coked out doing a whole bunch of like, you know, Red Bulls, man. That's I mean, hilarious. I mean, like, I mean that's I've got one full of stars on season tonight. It's funny. Like, I, I mean, bro, like, it's, I mean, it, 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 it's a lifestyle. You're like, it's like a train wreck, bro. You just watch this guy go down a path. Yes. I mean, but like, um, for, for people that are like, man, I hate sales. I don't, I'm not doing sales. I'm not into sales. We all know, me and you, mm. we see them. And like, if you're in management, you're selling. If, if you yeah. already named a whole list of other ways that, that you sell. What's, what's one way maybe you can help them kind of rethink about how they uh, view sales and how they should start looking at themselves uh, a little bit different and, and, and this profession differently? Look at yourself differently. This mm -hmm. is something that people don't do often, mm -hmm. which is the inner work. This is something that, this is, we don't, we don't talk about this a lot. So when you're selling, mm -hmm. people feel your energy mm -hmm. and a lot of times like sales, the transfer enthusiasm or energy, right? Right. So if you're coming off, like not as confident or like, you don't feel right. Like mm -hmm. why in the world would I buy from you if you don't even know what you're doing? Right. I'm mm -hmm. not going to feel that confidence and that energy. So I always tell people, well, you need to like start working on like yourself. Like you don't need to go, you know, meditate for five hours in the morning, but what, but what are you, what are you doing? Yes. Right. Like. Are you working out? There could be prayer involved. There could be meditation. There could be, a, there's a lot of different points that you can take on. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the more that you work on yourself, it allows for you to be more calm in the situation. Because ultimately, if you're more calm and if you're more focused, you're going to be a better listener. If you're a better listener, you ask better questions, you uncover pains, you can sell better, right? It's effectively. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be like more inner work that, and we don't talk about that enough. We just talk about, grind, 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 send out 50 emails, do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't have to really just focus on elevating yourself internally mm -hmm. to get better at what you need to be doing. So that's like the inner work. Now, how to get better at the sales itself? This is where it's like, okay, I've taken the time to do work on myself. Mm -hmm. No one's, not no one. A lot of people don't study buyer personas. Yeah. So the thing is like, how do you get better at it? Well, if you understand what your buyers are doing, then... You're set. So, I mean, we'll talk about what I'm doing now, but like mm -hmm. what I'm doing now is a lot of studying on buyer personas because I'm selling to something a little bit different. So I'm like doing research on like, what do they care about? I'm doing informational interviews. I'm trying to get an understanding. I'm like mapping out like, what are their problems? Because like, if I'm selling something that doesn't solve their problems, like this is not going to work out. Right. Right. So I got to figure that out, but I'm doing a lot of research on the back end to be able to sell to that mm -hmm. because now I'm not, now I'm not really selling. I'm just having a conversation. I'm just offering you something that I think that I believe could help. Right. Based on what I know about you. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not selling as much. I'm just having a conversation. So, and you work with a lot of companies. Any thoughts about what you're seeing or maybe things that the companies ought to be doing? in this space to really help advance salespeople or advance, advance people yeah. as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they, it's hard to coach or talk about something you don't do. That's what I'm, I think a lot of people don't do the inner work. Yeah. They've gotten to where they're at because of their connections or they've been in it for a while or they have skill, mm -hmm. not doubting that they don't have skill. They just haven't done that work. And it's a little bit different now because there's just way more distractions. Mm -hmm. And there's way more things that can deter you from like to being who you need to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think a lot of people just don't talk about it because they, they're not doing it. It's hard to, it's hard to talk to something you haven't done. Sure. So I think a lot of what a lot of people need to start doing. And, um, Katie's actually mentioned this a lot on, on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and I agree with him. He talks about saying like, Hey, like we should have 
coaches on performance. We should have coaches on mental. We should yes. have coaches on on these different top on these different topics. I'm like, I agree because like that mental state, that health state of where that rep's at, mm-hmm. how are they going to be able to perform if they're stressed out? They're not eating well. They're staying up late, right? Like it just it's going to deteriorate at some point and now your whole team's going to be affected. So right. these are things that people can start doing is finding experts who are good at that and getting them in part of the budget. I don't think so. I don't think a leader needs to be like, hey, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. But you have to be aware enough to like, okay, we probably need to get this involvement in some way. Let's say they don't do that. Say companies stay on the same path. We avoid it like crazy. Yeah. Um, do you think sales is dead are going to die as a, as a profession? As a profession. Mm-hmm. I was like, sales as a whole will never die. <laughs> It's, it's not going to die. It's going to drastically change. Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard to say that anything will actually die. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And I think that's just a, that's just like a headline take yeah, yeah, yeah. for people mm-hmm. when they say, oh, it's, it's Cole Collins dead. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so um, I, do you know anyone who's scheduled a meeting with a Cole Call? Oh, yeah, I have. So the so definition yeah. of dead is done, not coming back. It's here. Donezo, mm-hmm. right? So until I hear someone not scheduling a meeting from Cole Calling or these are the channels and like, it cannot die mm-hmm. until someone's like, you know what? Our team reported 0% of revenue yeah. and no one's hitting quota. And you can't say it's dead. Now it will change because the future of sales is going to look a lot different, especially in the B2B world and the tech world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It will be more refined. Hmm. I think there will be less pe- sales people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot more people will go full, full sales cycle roles. Hmm. I think the specializations will start to go away at the scale that they're at. You'll probably find like, a sales development rep where you have a team of 100, you might only have a team of 10 to 20 and they're just focused on certain industries with certain personas and that's the only thing they focus on. If that, yeah. it'll be more full sales cycle. So it will change because buyers are changing and they're getting more educated. And you know, you're seeing the PLG motion, product-led growth, people don't know what PLG means. Mm-hmm. So like you're starting to see a lot of those companies be like, yeah, we're like 95%, 90% inbound. Why do we need... A lot of sales to do yep. reach out that are entry level or just out of college, mm-hmm. we can go get full sales cycle reps to just close those deals and we'll put money into marketing. Yep. That's just what's happening. I'm not, yeah. not me saying like, oh, this, I think like, no, that's happening. And that will continue to happen once like these things pan out. And if you look at like people that are and companies that are doing better jobs of building a brand, right? And, yeah. we, and we were talking about this a little bit as well. Like if you can build up a community led type of growth strategy, as yeah. well as with, with a great brand, I mean, like look, think about Tesla, they don't claim to have sales reps. Now they do, they, but, yeah. but, but, but they don't take on the sales exactly. role as a traditional car salesperson, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and uh, I mean, I see a lot of that happening as well. And I, I just, uh, I get questioned about how we're currently going about promoting the actual sales career. I think it's a phenomenal career. I love it. Yeah. It's hard to think too much things are better than it. You come out of high school and to get busy. When we think about this idea of people doubling down in marketing, and yeah. I, I want to press into what you're up to now, bro. Cause I think this is, this is, this is dope. And yeah, I mean, last time I checked, yeah, on LinkedIn, you had over 147,000 people follow you. Yeah. 10,000 plus an IG. Clearly you're killing the whole LinkedIn game. The B2B mm-hmm. like influencer role is, is real. Talk about where you see this place playing out in the future over the next five to 10 years, man. Within LinkedIn or the, the, the overarching of B2B influencer marketing? B2B influencer marketing as a whole. Okay, mm-hmm. so here, here's my thought process. I've been studying this for, for the past couple of weeks and th- mm-hmm. this will be an ongoing study. I'm actually taking, I don't, I don't, I don't actually, before I go into this, I'm curious to do this. In December, I um, was watching, I forgot what it was. Maybe it was like, it was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Gary's like, yo, I'm doing disappear December. Gary V, so that's my guy. He's like, I'm, I'm just gonna disappear. I'm gonna leave. 
I'm like, dude, you're not, first of all, you're not going to leave. Yeah. You're, you're too, you're too locked in. That's right. But I was like, that's interesting. So then I did, I did, a, I did a half leave. So I did it last year. Yeah. So it was December 15th to like the third. Okay. I didn't post anything, no stories, didn't go on social media. Huh. And I just detached. Yeah. And I even, I only looked at my phone like three times of the day. Wow. And it was the best experience ever. But all I did was watch YouTube videos, like do, we're doing research. I was studying and I was learning. And I, I felt like I expedited my learnings three, six, just because I was just so focused on that. So why am I saying that? Because like what I believe is in the B2B influencer marketing space, I'm going to do a lot of studying in this in like December. So I'll have even more takes in the new year. Mm -hmm. It's the future of marketing, but I'm going to take that a little bit a step further. It's the future of sales and a product. Hmm. So as you think about today, if Kylie Jenner, I don't really care what you think about her, but she's a billionaire, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, whatever, right? So clearly she knows something that took her from millions to billions, right? Mm -hmm. It's not an easy task, right? No matter how much she started with, it's not an easy task. right? So she obviously went into B2B or B2C in this nature, influencer marketing, use our stuff, think skims is what it's called, mm -hmm. right? And she like elevated that to a certain degree, right? So she's like, hey, I'm on the show. People think she's cool and she buy, they buy our products. And I'm like, do you even know what's even in these products? Like, no, no, it's Kylie. Like, okay. Right. Conor McGregor, proper 12. It's not the great, it's not the greatest. I'm going to put I, it right there. I've it's, never tasted it's, whiskey, it's, but, it's, but I'm like, Conor McGregor's dropping the whiskey. It's not, it's not the greatest, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not the greatest. And I'll also, I'm also saying this. Yeah. I know people in the industry, mm -hmm. right? Alcohol industry. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? All the people are like, no, it's not that good. Here's the background on it. Yeah. Right. Even the celebrity tequilas as well. Yeah. Like they have certain things in them that make them not as good. I'm saying all this isn't like, but hey, if so-and-so says it, I'm in. You're, you're in, right? You're going to buy it. So like, why am I bringing this all up? Because there have been the evolution of creators. I've been doing this since 2016 on LinkedIn. So I've seen <laughs> every single person come in and come out. Yeah. And now you're starting to see companies are like, well, our sales development teams are not getting the same outbound pipeline as they used to. Mm -hmm. And that's me speaking on training all these companies. So I, I have the inside information. We're also not closing at the rate that we used to. Yep. The market's getting crowded because every single tool that is like competing against each other, yep. right? Because you can create tools faster than you ever had before. It's a lot easier to do it. I don't know how to do it, but I know it's easier because yep. people tell me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, don't ask me to build a tool. But, I see them dropping nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, you know, they're yeah. dropping stuff left and right. Yeah. And also as well, like marketing events harder, right? Because you can't, you didn't get that in-person in-person event demand mm -hmm. that you used to because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So now you have these virtual events. People don't all run virtual events. Your people that are being asked to create are not good at creating. I don't, they're just not. I get, mm -hmm. the, I get the feedback. And so now you're like, what do we do? So you already have these people who are content creators, especially in the revenue tech space. I think it'll evolve in other spaces. You have these people in the revenue tech space that are creators. I'm involved in that. There's other ones. Mm -hmm. And they have the audience's ear. So if I say, hey, I like this product, as a sales rep, you're like, well, that person knows what they're talking about in sales. I follow them. I've used their advice. I get results. I'm going to go use that product. Right. And that's going to keep happening. Yep. And it's going to evolve in other spaces. I think it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. But in RevTech, I think it's, you're already starting to see it. Brand that does a good example. The Gong is a good example. Gong has killing it. Yeah, Gong has done an exam, amazing example of that. Mm -hmm. But more brands are going to be like, wait, we should do that. So more 
content creators or influencers, or you can also call them evangelists. Yeah. Companies will start to tap into them and realize this is, this, we're going to put our marketing budget into this person as a subject matter expert yeah. to put ourselves out there. We're also going to take this money and give it to this person because now they can create content on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And then also they could talk about our product without having our product team talk about it because they don't have it from a sales lens and talk to our audience. Hmm. And these are all just things I've talked to like clients about like and things of that nature. So like I know it's a thing and this is what's on top of people's minds. See email open rates aren't as good. Everybody says it. People aren't picking up the phone as much. Everybody's screening. Text message is not what it used to be even mm -hmm. three, two, three years ago. So a lot of the channels are, are getting tighter, right? Not the appetite. And you got this thing that's happening when people have these communities and they have these like influencer marketing campaigns. People are just diving into them, it seems like. Yeah. I don't know the back ends. Do you have any like behind the scenes, like looks at kind of how that looks and feels from a company's sales standpoint? Is it, is it, are the closing rates that much higher or is it just kind of like still getting them into the With funnel? With the influencer piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it, is it really playing out in the actual metrics? So, yes. All right, so it's a wrap. Uh, come back for part two. I have a whole lineup of great guests that I've just stockpiled. Uh, we have Michael Haynes coming out. He's going to be talking about his B2B community. That's going to be coming up really, really soon. A lot of great insights. I actually snagged from that, his recent event. So we'll have him coming out this week. And if you haven't done already, please go ahead, hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star rating, tell a friend about it. That's the only way that we get the word out. We don't do a lot of promotion with this. It's just about people that are in the trenches and I want to give them some great um, you know, resources and really access to people that are just harder to find and they're going to charge you good money if you want to go hire them as a consultant. So with that being said, hopefully you guys loved it. Look forward to seeing you back later this week.